Hello and welcome to my podcast again with um, Christina and um, we're talking about, um, well we're doing her poems, yet we're reading out six poems aren't we? Um, On autism, so yeah this is going to be like a a neurofantastic set of your six poems. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. Um, welcome back. Thank you. It's um, so lovely yeah, to be here. Yeah, because last time it was really good, and yeah, we were like, we've got to do this again. And mm. you suggested the idea of reading out more of your poems, and I was yeah. so up for it. So, um, yes, yeah, it should be really fun. <laughs> it should be really fun to discuss yeah. them. Um, I'm going to replicate my Neurofantastic set. Neurofantastic was an event put on by Autism Anglia at first sight, where we are now. Yes. Uh, in September 2017. And um, I did um, my first set of six po- poems about autism um, for the spoken word stage. And it, everything went from there. So it's nice to, nice to go back over. I'm going to start with my um, intro f- from the Neurofantastic Um, set and then we're going to go on from there Um, I just introduced myself so hello I'm CJ feeling different and struggling with some aspects of daily life has been a constant my standard of life and the achievements I've gained are due to my persistence and determination in the face of this adversity as well as the invaluable support from my mum dad family friends and my fiance John who have been a constant source of strength It's with this strength that I have been able to do public speaking for autism awareness and acceptance and I stand before you now about to show you every trial, tribulation and triumph. My first poem is is called Letter to My Doctor. I'm just going to take it away with my my first first poem of the set. Um, This one's called Letter to My Doctor. In 2009... I sent a letter to my doctor. It mentioned two sets of therapy, both for anxiety and depression. My letter was a very polite cry for help. I was very nicely asking for a solution when I didn't even know what the problem was. If you want to know what that's like, try searching online without having a keyword. Try finding a word in the dictionary that you don't even know exists yet. That was the first page. The second page was my difficulties in a bullet-pointed list. The list I made took up the whole page. Difficulty following instructions, poor coping with change, leading to feeling flustered, panic or lost. Tendency to bump into things and be clumsy. Mental and emotional fatigue. Inappropriate spontaneous comments. Tendency to take things literally. Difficulty gauging facial expressions. That was the second page. I can look at that now and it's obvious. I wonder if it was obvious to any of the doctors. I guess I'll never know. I don't know if any of them got to read it. All I know is my letter was filed. Just filed. Nothing was done. Nothing at all. At the time, I didn't know that. I was still waiting and hoping for something, anything, some help that never came. So I kept going and going as life continued to swallow me up until there was nothing but survival, until even survival proved difficult, until I thought I had a heart problem at work, my heart was racing, until the nurse told me it was anxiety, until I needed to ask for more therapy from my doctor. If the people meant to help you do nothing, even when you ask them directly. What hope do others have? What hope do they have if they suffer in silence? 
These are tough questions, especially if the answer is invisible, just like the problem. I feel destroyed sharing this with you. Burst open like a chest rusting at the bottom of a dark ocean. Seeing every flaw I wanted to keep hidden forever. While I tried so hard to be normal and capable. While I tried so hard for you to like me. A chest deep down holds air bubbles released when opened. Perhaps more than air from my breath. Perhaps hope can be released by my words. Thank you. Amazing. I love them. Um, I love the intensity of them. Just yeah. so powerful and strong. Yeah. Strong words. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, glad yeah. You I'm glad you liked it because, again, it's, it's, it's a, being a poet is a process and sometimes you write poems and they're perfect for the moment and then more information comes to light and um, you're able to see in your own poems things that you couldn't see before. Um, and it is, it is my first poem for a reason. And the reason is because this is explaining what it is like to have a lack of a diagnosis. Yeah. Um, I... I, I'm quite clear that I did um, and continue to suffer from anxiety and depression, um, but I think that that wasn't because that wasn't because of anything innate in me. That was yeah. because I had a lack of diagnosis. In a way, it was a kind of lack of diagnosis dysphoria, um, and it's common for people with autism. And um, as I have become, uh, people with autism and ADHD, which I am now, um, to be diagnosed with anxiety and depression first, yeah. because that's not the cause. That's just a, a symptom of not being able to have the correct help you need. Yeah. So I can see there's some things, for example, in the second verse, it says, inappropriate spontaneous comments. Now that could be the autism, or that could be the ADHD. You know, yeah. because, because and um, but either way, it's I can't. If you don't know what the problem is, you can't ask for help. So it must have been quite a confusing time for you. Very confusing, you got yeah. Diagnosed. Very. I mean, this is, you know, confusing at school and college and university and in the workplace. Uh, with friendships and my relationship, it it was the the problem is um, a lot of this problem and difficulty and upset. I asked myself, would I have been diagnosed with anxiety and depression if I'd have got the proper diagnosis of yeah. autism and ADHD when I was a child? Yeah, I forgot to introduce myself on <laughs> the first bit, Rosanna again. Um, with Christina mm -hmm. and um, so I just wanted to know with this first one mm. what was it um, what was the theme with this one um, I think I think uh, the theme in this one the overt theme is um, be, being undiagnosed and not and not the frustration yeah, the and the difficulty then. and the confusion, like you said. Yeah, because it sounded very like layered. Um, yeah. So yeah. the title of this one being le um, "Letter to My." Yeah, it's based on an actual letter to my doctor that I sent doctor. in two thousand and nine, um, and I I wrote this. This is one of the first poems that I wrote. Uh, the first one was um, "We Are the Lost Girls," uh, which is uh, the next poem. But this this was when I was. Um, coming to terms with my diagnosis of autism and I was trying to figure out you know how it could have been prevented obviously my parents were very proactive they kept asking for help they kept going to the doctor um, everything got shrugged off nothing got done um, everything got left yeah um, and, and it, this is going back in my mind looking at the page 
uh, the two pages of the letter to my doctor and thinking, why wasn't this picked up? Why was it just filed? Why Loads didn't they why. know? Yeah, exactly. Why yeah. didn't why didn't anybody do anything about it? If if and then um, a lot of my poems have positive endings, even if they're. Yeah. It's it's all about overcoming adversity. It's all about the the triumph at the end. Yeah. And I'm hoping if I show people how difficult it is to live in this um, lack of diagnosis dysphoria, this um, sadness and um, difficulty without yeah. having your needs um, recognised, then yeah. there'll be there'll be hope that other people can, can see share can share theirs yeah. and you know so, so on and so on exactly exactly which is amazing and mm. like um I well I think it's great that we're talking about it exactly and, um, the more we can shine a positive light on it exactly um, the better um, yeah I love it though I love the layers of mm. it and um, mm. you can hear the frustration and confusion yes in, of it. Yeah, that's um, when definitely you're reading true. It. Yeah. Um, so, shall we do the next one? Yes, poem number two. Um, this poem came out of a brainstorm. Um, I it was the first proper poem I've written. I wrote um, a verse here, a verse there when I was uh, a teenager, but the f the first proper poem I wrote um, was this one called uh, "We Are the Lost Girls," and I was doing. A, I did a course called um, Good Beginnings, which if you are listening to this and you're a parent in Essex and you have a child with uh, autism or social communication difficulties, there's a course called Good Beginnings, which I would recommend, which I went through. And they had no budget for a uh, public speaker. And um, when, I, when I finished the course, I was being assessed. Um, and I said, if I get assessed, if I am autistic, I will come for free, I will donate my time, pay it forward, and talk to the mums and dads in the next courses. And I did that. I did two or three or four uh, Good Beginnings courses as the end of, session, end of course speaker. And when I was brainstorming about my life, I came up with this poem. And how I uh, talked about it in Neurofantastic uh, when, I, when I did the thing here at first sight, I said, I was diagnosed with autism in February this year. Um, obviously, this is September 2017 when I did this. So I was diagnosed in February 2017. Um, and obviously I've gone past my two-year anniversary for, for diagnosis of autism. Yeah. Um, I belong to a hidden pool of women around the world who only found, find out they have autism when they are adults. Without my son, who was diagnosed in May last year, I may never have been diagnosed at all. This one's called We Are the Lost Girls. We are the lost girls. The lost generation. The girls they looked straight at but didn't see. The girls they missed. The girls diagnosed with autism. We are the girls who copied your words, copied your words so well you thought we knew what to say. We are the girls who copied your actions, copied your actions so well you thought we knew what to do. We never knew. We still don't. We are the hidden chameleon girls. We changed our true colours to be happy. We changed into masks to be normal. We changed into actresses to belong. We played so many roles, we became what everyone else wanted. We lost ourselves to fit in without even realising what we had done. Lost girls feeling odd, different and trying to fit in. Anxiety causing us to feel like running, sitting still. Depression causing days to blacken 
and life to narrow. Helplessness and despair causing us to fight for our own existence. Anger that we could have been helped sooner so we wouldn't have struggled. Lost girls who never had a chance but made it work somehow. Too normal to be given help but too different to be good at things. Lost girls who had to learn on our own because no one realised we needed teaching. Lost girls who learnt from trial and error, mostly error, because we didn't even know what we did not know. Lost girls who found so-called simple things difficult. Lost girls gliding like swans, hiding frantically moving legs beneath. Hiding how much effort we were putting in just to grow up and keep going in life. Lost girls being told our children have autism and realising we have it too. Lost girls with lives we worry our sons and daughters will have. Lost girls trying to protect you from the heartbreak we feel. Grieving our previous perceptions of reality. Trying to make the most of the rest of our lives. But there is something worse than our lives as lost girls. It is not that there were lost girls suffering years and decades ago. It is that there are girls today who do not even know they are lost. Girls without hope of diagnosis, education or jobs. Girls without hope of reaching their full potential. Girls without hope. Girls today who are lost girls. These girls must be found. These girls must be diagnosed. These girls must be nurtured. Then the lost generation can end with me. Then I can be the last of the lost girls. Then my suffering will not be their suffering. Then they can have the help I never got. Then all girls can come home. Um, so with the Lost Girls, mm. I found it quite another, again, a really powerful uh, poem, mm. um, very much um, advertised towards like um, w um, girls and mm. um, who are undiagnosed. Yeah. And it was very much a girl power kind of Yeah, there's certainly a, a theme of empowerment yeah. and... Um, which I really like because I'm all for advertising and advocating mm. um, girl power and you know, girls supporting girls, women supporting women. Yes, yeah, definitely. So. Um, obviously, it's un being undiagnosed is going to negatively affect both male and female um, autistics, but this, this is specifically to shine a light on the... Um, underdiagnosed uh, girls and women in the world because obviously it's um, it, it was used to believe in the literature that um, it was more prone for boys to be di to have autism than girls um, but now um, throughout different studies and different information coming to light it's it's really the case that um, you're equally likely to have autism, whether you're a girl or a boy. Um, it's just that um, boys are being diagnosed and girls aren't. Um, boys are more having more classic symptoms. Um, girls are masking, and I talked about that in the poem. And also, so for example, um, some of the stats are quite alarming. For example, um, for every two boys diagnosed with autism, one girl is, 
but sometimes it's three to one, it's three to one or four to one. So it's more boys. Or, yeah, than more more boys than girls are being diagnosed globally. Um, one um, study said that sixteen boys were being diagnosed for one autistic girl. That, that it is. I mean, if you think about it, that means that fifteen girls are being undiagnosed to one. If I'm understanding the stats correctly. Obviously, if you know more about maths, and I, that is incorrect, um, please write in the comments. Um, but that, that's how I interpret it. Um, obviously, yeah. words is my specialism. I'm yeah. really bad at maths. So. But, but, but again, it's, it's whether, whether those um, stats are correct or not, we do know that there is a big discrepancy. There is male-centred diagnostic criteria with autism, um, there is a lot of different social roles with girls. Um, there is a lot. It man autism manifests differently. So yeah, that's what I was gonna. Um, that's what I was trying to talk about uh, within this. Um, what things struck you about the poem? As I said, um, like this strong, this strong advertising as advertisement for girl power mm. and um, because it even the title the mm. lost girls mm. um, so I got it felt very much I felt very connected to it mm. um, in that sense because it's quite because there was a lot of girl power supportive words yeah they're um, quite empowering yeah uh, obviously, you you have a different story to me. I was diagnosed as an adult with autism. Yeah. Um, you're, you were diagnosed as, yeah, as a child. Yeah, as a child. Um, but yeah, it still took a, quite a while building mm. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a process, get, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, that's and correct. And it yeah. was frustrating for my parents. Mm, mm. So yeah. So yeah, even if you're on the path, that doesn't mean it doesn't mean it doesn't take a long time. So yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. But, um, yeah. Um, again, I really liked it. I'm glad. So, I'm glad. Um, it was um, it it was put up on uh, the MindFizz website, and I wasn't expecting. Um, I shared it a few times, um, but it before the counter reset, uh, it said that um, three thousand five hundred people had shared it across the globe mm -hmm. so uh, yeah it's I know that's, well. that's, that's mad and amazing that's surprising um, so it obviously struck a chord with with women out there yeah definitely um, on to the next one shall we lovely uh, the, the next one um, is about being a parent with a child with autism um, raising a child with autism can present unique challenges um, and I really wanted to talk about what it was like to to be a mum and to have that specific experience. Uh, and again, I uh, when I did the Good Beginnings um, course for um, for the council, this was this was what I used as an icebreaker. And it was nice for the mums and dads to have poetry that kind of spoke to their experience because it's not a common it. It's not a poem that they've ever heard before. This one's called, But by then it was too late. I'm a woman who is a mum to a child who has autism, realising I have it too. But by then it was too late. I've lived through the emotional fallout, like nothing and everything changing, like we are the same people but somehow not, wondering what your life will become, trying to guide you the best I can. I've lived through difficult times keeping going, dinner times when you wouldn't try anything new, trying to encourage you and fight for every mouthful, shouting and crying at the dinner table, and that was just me. But by then, it was too late. As your little hand had already coiled around my finger and I could see you had my eyes. 
We'd already had warm cuddles that seemed to linger. Every day brought love and surprise. You'd already learnt you loved to snuggle and you loved to jump in puddles and you'd dance, smile and giggle when tickled. We loved and cherished every word you said. Like your father, you are so funny. When you'd get tired, we'd call you Sleepy Bunny and you'd make me cry saying, Night, I love you, Mummy. But by then, it was far too late. It was too late by then, as I knew better. Knew that you were just the way you were. I knew I would love you, no matter what, forever. I knew my kindness, patience and love was the cure. Love of my love, we will always have each other because you will always be my son and I will always be your mother. Oh, again, really strong, powerful. <clears throat> um, very much connected to your... Yeah, my your, experience, yeah. yeah. With having your son and the fact that you're both autistic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and I think a lot of the... It, it, it's about acceptance, it's about the process of realising that you are different and your child is different and life might be different and even more difficult in some ways, but it's exactly the same as, as other, in, in other ways. And how, I mean, autistic children, neurotypical children, they're all just children and you're, you're just a mum and there's, there's a lot to do with nurturing and acceptance in, yeah. in the poem and, and almost normality as well as it being a different experience. Yeah. You just have to, I guess, um, deal with it every day. Deal yeah. with it. And, uh, One day at a time. Yeah, raise your child as best you can. Mm. Even though you, are, you both have this diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly true, yeah. So... Um, and the fact is, like, in a way, no one's normal, are they? Yeah, that's Everyone true. Everyone has their own, like... Quirks and, yeah. and flaws and yeah. strengths and weaknesses. Everyone's unique. So, yeah. Just, yeah, each their own and... Yeah, I think that's true. Just, yeah, tackle each every day as it comes. Yes, that's true. That's all anybody can do. Yeah. Right, the next poem is called What Is It Like To Be You? Because I was, it, it's, it's me, it's, it's coming to terms with a diagnosis, but it's, it's more discussing differences and trying to figure out how it feels. Yeah. So this one's called uh, What Is It Like To Be You? What is it like to have autism? How would you ask, answer if I asked, what is it like to be normal? Does normal even exist? How can anyone be normal if each person's normal is different? We are all unique human beings. I can try to tell you what it feels like. Like I am a robot surrounded by humans. I do not have the same thoughts. I do not learn automatically like they do. I have to learn everything manually, like a robot updating one program at a time, like a robot without a manual on how life works. Like I'm an alien surrounded by humans. I'm a different mental species. I have to figure out what to say, how to act, and what is happening. Like 
I'm a rainbow-coloured infinity symbol. Each rainbow is colourful and beautiful, just the way they are. I'm not a problem to be fixed. I'm not a puzzle to be solved. My complexity is beautiful, just like your complexity is beautiful. All humans are part of this mental continuum. Does each of us occupy a different place upon it? Are we all on the spectrum somewhere? All of us need understanding, tolerance, acceptance and love. Again, yeah, really good and powerful and like what we were saying, what is normal. Yeah. And kind of Yeah, exactly, exactly. And again it, time. Yeah. Um so I guess that theme is like the what it's like to be you mm, and mm. then people question you and then you're like, well, <laughs> what it's like to, what is it like to Yeah, be? exactly. And it, it's it in a way it's a very uh, it's like a, a a comparison, it's like a thought uh, experiment. It's it's trying to explain um, how it feels to be different. It feels like you're a robot surrounded by humans and you're looking at people around you and wondering how they can seemingly easily do things that you struggle with. Yeah. Um, because robots have to be programmed and deliberately um, engage with the, way, the world in a way that is consciously thought out every moment, whereas um, human beings are more, seem more adaptable. And an alien coming to Earth would feel, surrounded by humans, would feel different because they wouldn't have the references we have, the cultural references, the, the social references. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's looking at the concept of the other versus the rest of society. And it's an acknowledgement of how our brain is wired differently. Because yeah. it is, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And... Um, it is sometimes like why can't we do certain things mm, mm. Um, like I feel like that yeah um, within my friendship group sometimes and I just feel a little bit behind but then yeah. you know everyone has their struggles yes so it's like you've got to just try and realize the fact that it's not just you. <laughs> yeah exactly but it feels like that sometimes it does it does especially with social media and things like that people are People are putting their highlights uh, out, and it's hard to, or, or you're seeing one view of something. Yeah, of I try someone. and give my, I try and show kind of everything. Mm. Like in, in my on my Instagram, I show a varied range of photos yes. that don't show always my, you know, they're just the a process. Mixture. Yeah, a mixture. The process. Yeah. Um. So. And when I'm on Insta stories as well, I try and be quite real. Um, not always just a photo, you know. So mm. I try and be quite real, but yeah. it is sometimes hard as well yes. when you've got Instagram and yeah. everything else. <laughs> yeah, social media does make it harder these days. Yeah, and it's it's I'm it's about in a way it's about acknowledging that you are different and not comparing yourself. Yeah, which um, is really hard too. Which is hard, you know, and acknowledging that, you know, or, you know, autistic people, um, ADHD people, um, neurodivergent people yeah, anyone of all kinds, anyone it that's is. different has always been part of the human consciousness. Yeah, um, that's what makes the world exciting and different. Yeah, well, Because yeah. we, there's different people in the world. <laughs> yeah. If everyone was the same, it would be boring. <laughs> Yeah, well, not not just that. I mean, there's there's been speculation as to whether people with um, different um, neurological conditions um, who see the world differently have survived in uh, throughout human civilization because they add to um, the 
the civilization because they, from an evolutionary perspective, that, that difference is beneficial for the survival of humanity. You know, so that's a very interesting point. And it's also, in the last verse, I'm talking about um, symbology and how um, I mention a rainbow-colored infinity symbol. That's the symbol for neurodiversity. Um, and that's a very inclusive symbol, and it's about seeing, seeing yourself as different, but as being part of the greater whole and, and accepting yourself and your differences and working with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. Because, um, I mean, that's what everyone should do, mm. just sit. Mm. Just accepting yourself and going with what you've got and um, making yourself better. Yes. And not comparing yourself, which is so hard to do, as I said. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a learning curve, isn't it? It is. Um, so your fifth poem is... Yes. Um, the fifth poem is called Appropriate Social Response Number Three. And it's a more light-hearted poem. I did it inspired on by a, um, a conversation I had with friends it, um, when we were having fun. Oh, that's great. And um, yeah, in the intro that I did when I did Neurofantastic uh, was, our need to categorize things and people can be helpful, but it can also be damaging. No one wants to be given the compliment, you're so normal. I've heard it said that life is like Tetris. If you try to fit in, you will disappear. This one's called Appropriate Social Response Number Three. I said Appropriate Social Response Number Three. Did I not hear the question? Or had I just given up trying? Trying to fit in. Trying to be the square peg in the square hole. Trying to be different coloured square pegs for different people in a world full of square holes, when actually I'm a circle. I could have said, generic statement five. Instead of laughing, they could have taken offense when I'd never want to make anyone unhappy, ever. Of all the things that hurt, the worst must be wrong words. If communication itself could feel, it would have an inherent need to be understood, to be reflected back and continued. Not to stop suddenly in confusion or error. Words are what I use to understand, to tell what you are thinking and feeling to figure you out, to figure me out. What am I without words? What are we without the words that bind us? They say you should always give people a chance. The best people give you a few chances to get things right. Good friends care about your words much less than they care about your actions or who you are. Good friends are worth having a drink with one night. And if when they ask you a question, it's all right if you say to them, appropriate social response number three. I feel like that one's a bit more like um, positive, yeah. So the other ones have been quite intense, and yeah. this one's slightly more light hearted in a way. Indeed, it is, it is quite light hearted because, again, it, it came from a more positive, <laughs> it came from a positive a more place, loose, uh, kind of. Yeah, it's definitely looser, it's definitely more laid back. Um, this is a sense where you, I'm I'm coming to terms with my difference and I'm, I'm, I'm realising I still have good friends, I can still have fun and go out and, and 
just sit definitely and live your life and live my you life exactly you know and when you can live your life and you feel like you're you can be successful uh, these the, in a way the diagnoses are less of an issue and, yeah. I, and when like um, we were saying uh, before you said um, that it is important to have people who accept you for you yeah um, and so and I love and the, making sure that you have that friendship group, which exactly. is that peer support you can rely on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, it's it's funny because it came from a funny, a, a funny incident. I someone was talking to me, and I I didn't know what to say. Sometimes you do get stumped, and I just said appropriate social response number three. You know, I just said I, I think my. I answered on autopilot and, and my brain filled in um, a thing and it is and it was funny and it is it is important to to question your way, automatic way of being because a lot of the other poems they were talking about masking they were talking about trying to fit in putting conscious effort in all the time yeah. trying to hide your difference yeah. Whereas this one, it's, you know, what if I'm a circle in, and everybody else is a, a square, you know, that it's that kind of way of seeing it, isn't it? Yeah, like saying, you're a different shape to me, but like a different, you, like a new, different, a different person, but mm. that's okay. Yeah, exactly. We're we all can, shapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're but all just different. different. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we can all be in the same world together. Mm. But we don't have to be the same. Yeah, we don't have to be the same, but we can still treat people nicely. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly that's exactly right. And it is, you're right. It is like more light-hearted and more more coming. It's, it's going the through some of the work. other ones, but they've all been great so far. Yeah, yeah. I think they all say something specific about about what it means to be different, about yeah. autism, about. I mean, this is this is me being stumped and then finding it funny. Yeah. Not being, not being, uh, taking offence or not thinking, oh, this person isn't, oh, you're being rude, you're, you know, because I have been misunderstood a lot in the past, um, and that does happen a lot when you can't process quick enough to say the right answer, you don't know what to say, you don't know, it's like the previous um, poem where it's like. You know, I have to figure out what to say, how to act, and what is happening. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you can't, you can't do it fast enough. Yeah. You know, and you do say the wrong thing, but it's about that being okay. Yeah, making making mistakes are okay. Yeah. yeah. Learning from them, I guess. Yeah. And improving. Yeah, that's exactly so, right. Um, the final one is. Ah, so. The final one. The last poem is about friendship with, with autism um, and having uh, autistic friends and how, how, how wonderful they are. Okay, and and um, the, the, when I did the Neurofantastic set, this was how I set up this poem. Okay. There are great qualities that those with autism seem to possess. They are truly alive aware, passionate, honest, kind, just, accepting and empathetic. Having a friend with autism can be really special. This one's called Designation Best Friend. You said I was your best friend after you had a drink or three and I kept calling myself your best friend. You didn't correct me. You'd said it, what is said cannot be unsaid. I'm your best friend, no backsies. We're complicated, individual and unimaginably unique. For a while, the best part about all of this was you. You being there during those hard times. You sending me messages. You understanding me. 
We feel keenly. Negativity can burn like thermite threatening to erode us. Yet we can be so positive, hopeful and happy, like sunlight. We accept, believe in and love all humankind with a childlike empathy that wants everyone to be happy. We think deeply. If all we are is our mind controlling our bodies, creating thoughts, then feelings and memories, then how we are wired and who we are is indistinguishable. That's why it's just a difference, a condition, a way we are wired. And the two of us have similar wiring. You once said we have the same soul in different bodies. It is true that our matter comes from the interior of stars. We are all living proof of the death of stars in a cosmic past. All that can be seen, touched and untouchable. I must admit that whatever star stuff we are created from, we seem to be made from the same material. Perhaps we came from the same star, pulled together like a magnet attracting light, attracting lost star fragments from before it exploded. A star finding a part of itself in the vast vacuum of space and for the briefest of moments, remembering how to shine. Again, really pr pretty and really beautiful. Um, again, it feels more, again, a positive mm. one, mm. Um, but still complex. Yeah, I, th I, th I think so. Again, it is a process when you when you come to terms with something um, like a diagnosis. It it does have a lot of emotions. Um, it has negative emotions like a bereavement. It has positive emotions like relief and acceptance and being able to tailor your life towards positive things. And in a way this set list is designed to, um, to, to be that process, to go from undiagnosed to understanding what it means it's a to be... Coaster. It's a journey. Exactly, it's, exactly. It's, a, it's, a, it's a journey where you're on an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and this, this is you're about... Gonna have ups and you're going to have downs. Exactly, that's exactly right. And the, one of the ups is meeting um, like-minded people and being able to forge uh, closer friendships and um, creative partnerships with them. Uh, like we have. Like we have, exactly. Which is amazing. And um, with Gemma as well, the unfamiliar exactly. is a way of showing exactly. our creativity. I know. And as she allows so many different people to be part of it. And it's wonderful to be part yeah. of it and and to be able to advocate, yeah. to be able to um, write, write words that you hope that, that people who have gone through the similar situations who might not have the vocabulary or the um, overview of that experience yet because they're still in the middle of it, to be able to show them the bigger picture, and the bigger picture is one from um, distress and confusion and, and lack of understanding to understanding and acceptance and tolerance and better things in the future. And part of that is the people you meet, like, um, like good autistic friends and, and colleagues, and part of that is feeling better in yourself yeah. and being able to let go of the negativity you, yeah. you feel within you. So it's, 
it's having positive people in your life um, and if you have negative people try and get them out of your life yeah or, or explain or yeah. um, whatever you have to do to be happy isn't it yeah yeah because no one really deserves constant negativity if you've got a you know, in their friendship group. You just yeah. want it all to be a positive atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, you can learn... F if, if people are critical, You there, there's normally a grain of salt uh, that you can take and there's a grain of truth in what they're saying. Um, but again, it's it's being able to... To a degree, isn't it? Mm. If it's like... Yeah. I think that is true. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a sense of gr you're growing as a person and then that's going to affect the people around you in a positive way. I, I know when, I, when I'm with my friends, it's always a positive atmosphere. Mm. And, you know, I wouldn't want it any other way. Like, I wouldn't want to go to my friends and feel a negative atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Like, you want to go... When you spend time with friends, you want to know that you're having a good time and it's going to be positive positive atmosphere that's true and it that, that's the same that's the same as the as the last poem with the appropriate social response number three you want to be able to s say the wrong thing sometimes and and then that not be an issue yeah. um a lot of, just you uh, just yeah. want to know that you can be yourself that's true and they they embrace that and uh, i've been i'm lucky i've got a friendship group mm. which just embraces me for me yes Yes. And they don't judge, and it's like we just all get along. That's true. And it feels like a little family, even though I've got my family, but mm. it feels like a friendship mm. family. Yeah, um, and that's a lovely fi that's a lovely feeling, especially as you you might be masking group, a solid group. We are. Yeah, I th so. yeah, that and th and that feels great after perhaps being teased at school or uh, misunderstood. Uh, misunderstood at work or um, having people interpret things in a negative way or perhaps internalising that negativity. It's lovely to have um, more knowledge about yourself that you can take to your family or your friends and be able to create something better for you and them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a, it's, it's ending on some positivity. Yeah, which is great. Because it's there, it's a complex subject, it and is. layered, yeah, and a roller coaster, and yeah, yeah we come back the other side, ending on positive, ending on a positive note, um, and um, yeah. So thank you again for coming well, on. You're, well, you're welcome. It's lovely to talk about these things. Welcome to come back on with any more new poems you have in the future. Um, yes, watch this space for yeah. Poetry Podcast number two. Number, yeah, number, number three, two. number three for me, but yeah, yeah number two um, Poetry Podcast. So yeah, this has been the Rosanna Chew Podcast with Christina. Um, and um, yeah, thanks again, yeah. Christina. And thank you for listening. Yeah, and um, hopefully you'll hear this at some point. Um, but yeah, bye. Bye, bye. Amazing. <laughs>